Thank you for tuning in to the Limitless Experience with Eric. This is not a power recap episode. This is a me episode. At the time of this recording, power is on its mid-season break. It's an excellent show. When it returns, I'll continue to do my recap and reaction for that show. And after it ends, I will continue to release content on the Limitless Experience with Eric, discussing just that, some of my experiences, current events, and whatever else I decide to speak about on my podcast. And in the words of one of my top five entertainers, Mike Tyson, You have a problem? Turn off your station. That's how I'm coming. The first thing I want to speak about in my experiences is idiots in the workplace. I'm sure that's something we can all relate to. No matter where I go, I can't escape them. My first real job gave me a rude awakening to office politics and idiot managers. I got numerous stories about this evil, wicked, mean-spirited witch of an assistant manager I had. I'm going to just share a few with y'all, and y'all let me know what y'all think. You already know the Instagram, limitless underscore E. Hit me up in the DMs. Let me know what y'all think. Let me know if I'm crazy. That's limitless underscore E on Instagram. And my Twitter is the exact same. So before I started whipping it, I, of course, was taking public transportation. And one winter morning, we got a little bit more snow than expected. So, of course, the bus is going to slow down. You on the road, you're going to be driving a little bit slower. So me and my coworkers all got to work late, except for this idiot assistant manager. She lived very close to the bank. So me and my coworkers walking into the office, and we're all joking with each other like, you're late. No, you late. Nah, you late. Ha-ha. Joking with each other. You know what I mean? She comes out of her office and screams at me. It's four of us walking into the office, four of us. She comes out of the office and screams at me, Eric, why are you late? So me thinking she's in on the joke with us, I just start laughing like, ha you funny. She tensed up and said, I'm dead serious. Why are you late? You have no excuse. You don't drive. You didn't have to wipe your car off. You take the bus. You shouldn't have been late at all. They were late because they had to wipe snow off their cars. You don't have a car. What's your excuse? <laughs> Even my homie was like, don't you know the buses have to drive slower in the snow? Like, why are you coming down on him like this? He can't control how fast the bus drives. And she was dead serious. Like, when I say dead serious, I mean dead serious. And as you know, when you take public transportation to your job, the buses normally get there at the same time every single day. So you're going to always be early or you're going to always be late. So I was never late. So this one time, this is her opportunity she got to jump on me and like, you know, get at me. And that's what she did. And there was more incidents prior to that. But this one took the cake. And that's when I realized that day in, day out, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Well, I'm going to have to battle her every single day over stupid nonsense. But I'm King Petty, like beyond King Petty. So I stayed at this job for three years. So the next winter, it just so happens that I started driving. As I said before, I'm always early, whether I take public transportation or when driving my own shit, I'm always early. That's one thing can't no job that I ever had say about me that I was late. I'm always early. Next winter came around, it started to snow. I thought to myself, hmm, I'm hungry. Normally I go through the drive-thru at Dunkin' Donuts, get my French vanilla light and sweet, my everything bagel toasted with light cream cheese. This time I thought to myself, you know what? I actually want to sit down inside Dunkin' Donuts and enjoy my breakfast. And that's what I did. I had to be to work at maybe, let's say, 8 o'clock. It was like 7.50. I walk inside, order my breakfast, take a seat in the dining area. I finished my breakfast like I didn't have a care in the world, which I didn't. My job was like five minutes away. It was 7.55. I'm sitting down. I'm enjoying my food because I already know it's wintertime. It's not going to be a problem that I walk in there late. So I pull up like 8.15. I walk in there confidently, swagged out, everything. I don't give a damn. You can't tell me nothing. I was the most arrogant nigga alive when I walked in there. Of course, here she come out. 
Eric, why are you late? And I had the same exact coworkers that I had from last winter. I just smiled, looked at my homie that stuck up for me last year. Then I looked at which of an assistant manager dead in her face, shrugged my shoulders and said, I had to wipe the snow off my car. She couldn't say a damn thing. She put her head down and walked her ass back in the office. My homegirl looked at me. We made eye contact. She gave me that head nod like, hell yeah. I wanted so bad to tell her to hop off the gonzo, but I didn't do it. You don't know who gonzo is. Google gonzo, Muppet Babies, and you put it together. It was just so many unnecessary, uncalled for interactions with her over nonsense, but I just stopped caring. One time I was like maybe five minutes coming back from lunch. And as I'm coming in, her office was right by the door. So she gets up, signals to the head teller to, like, cut me off at the door. And they got me cornered. And she's like, tell us why you're late. You can't be coming back late from lunch. We need you here. What is wrong with you? And I said to her simply, I wasn't finished my lunch. I wanted to finish it. I'm sorry for being late. She said, nah, you got to give me a better excuse than that. What do you mean you didn't finish your lunch? So I'm like, you want a better excuse than the truth? Okay, I got abducted by aliens, and I pleaded with them to let me back. And after five minutes, they did. I was a beast at my job. My work spoke for itself, so there was no disciplinary shit you could throw at me. So when she came at me with this nonsense, and there was other people doing way worse than me, I just really stopped caring. It was evident she didn't like me. I didn't give a damn. But she was letting her homegirl, who was sock passe, get away with murder. I couldn't do none of the stuff they was doing, but the two of them together, since they both speak that same language, all they was doing is just laughing and giggling and coming back late from lunch, coming late to work, doing whatever they wanted to do. But because they birds of a feather, couldn't nobody tell them nothing. So I spoke on it. I'm like, look, I don't like what's going on between y'all. She's coming back late. She's not getting scolded in front of the whole office. I do one little thing and it's like the end of the world. I don't like it. She got the nerve to tell me, you don't know what I say when I bring her into the office. This idiot. The office has see-through glass. I see when she come in late and you fake call into the office and y'all giggling and laughing. That's nonsense. I wasn't with none of it. They letting people get away with murder. Meanwhile, I'm getting 25 to life for coming from lunch late. I literally had a coworker who would bring his hungover ass to work and go in the back conference room to go to sleep until he slept it off. they telling me I'm moving too slow on my customers. That is insanity. Homeboy did this countless times. If I tried that even once, not only would I have been immediately terminated, but they would have made certain that that followed me everywhere. But back to this Shaquille O'Neal and the wig ass assistant manager. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station. This wicked witch was literally hiding under her desk because she didn't finish what she told the customer she would at the time that she told him that she would finish it. She was too busy being wicked and nosy. One time after like a three-day weekend, we go in the office, everybody's on time, there's no issues. About 30 minutes later, she comes out of the office and she says to one of my coworkers, um, why you ain't tell me you was going to Victoria's Secrets? You could have asked me. I got coupons. This thing done went in the office and looked up homegirls' transactions from the weekend and was bold enough to actually come out her office and say out her face to her, you should have told me where you was going shopping this weekend. I could have gave you coupons. Then had the nerve to ask me how come I don't have my bank account with this bank. I said, are you serious? So you can look up my transactions and be nosy like you doing with her? You ain't going to do that to me. She said, yeah, but I already know how much money you get. I said, yeah, you know how much I get, but you don't know how much I got. Stop asking me that. Stop being nosy. This thing was moving like she was Nino Brown. <laughs> Insane. But wait till you hear her karma smacked in the face. 
I was working at this spot for about three years and never at any point were me and her cool. We never saw eye to eye. <laughs> one went this way and one went that way. I never said or did anything to her to make her be that evil towards me. But like I alluded to earlier, I guess she wanted to bring her own people in. But I wasn't going nowhere. I mean, I'm holding on to this so I say so. Straight up. She wanted to be a manager really, really bad, which meant that if she got a management position, she would obviously have to leave our branch and go control her own branch and be hell on wheels with them. And I really wanted her to get a management position. I wanted her to get anything to get the hell up out of my face. And she got pregnant and she became a little bit nicer. You know, she had more serious things to deal with than just being petty and mean towards everybody, especially me. And she continued to search for job openings and she found one. A management position opened up in West Bubba somewhere, you know, somewhere where the people probably don't look like her and she can't hide under her desk, if you understand what I'm saying. So she applied for that position. She actually got it. She was really happy, but she didn't have to start the position until like a month. So for that entire month, she was just on cloud nine. She was smelling herself. She leased a new car. She started looking for a house in that area that she was about to work in. She found it. Everything was looking up for her. The last day comes for her at our branch. She takes a garbage bag, goes in the break room, goes shopping, takes all of our kitchen supplies. Damn near everything. Says, thanks for the supplies for my new house, guys. Go loads her car with it, goes back into her office, finishes her online shopping and making personal phone calls, which is what she did 90% of the time. And the bank was going through a transition at the time. So after she left, the assistant manager position was eliminated. So even my head teller who wanted to move up couldn't move up. Everybody pretty much just had to stay where they were at. I wasn't cool with staying where I was at. I wanted to be promoted. I wanted some type of recognition for my hard work. I wasn't getting it. So I took off. I left. I went to a different bank. About a year later, I ran into somebody whose name I will not say that let me know that karma really does exist. This is what happened to this POS manager. I will say this, though. The person that told me was one of her own people. You know, Sock Passe. Do you know how evil you got to be for your own people to turn on you and speak ill on you to somebody else that's not Sock Passe? Insane. So unbeknownst to her, that was the reason why that management position was open. That management position was open because that branch was about to close permanently. Here comes the karma that you deserved, smacking you in your face. This is what happens now. The management position that you got is finito. That branch closed. You can't run back to where you came from because that position has been eliminated. And if you want a new position, you got to reapply just like anybody on the outside would. And guess what? Word got around that you was hiring from people and not doing your job like you were supposed to. So there was no way you was getting back inside the bank, right? So now guess what? How you gonna pay that motherfucking mortgage? How you gonna pay for that new car note? How you gonna provide for that little baby you just had? I know what y'all thinking. Her husband will help her out. <laughs> After she dropped that baby, homeboy said, I think I'm gonna head out now. Ugh. I am that level of petty. Shout out to King Push. And the crazy thing about it is, the person that told me all of this is supposed to be one of your homies. She even told me that you asked her for thousands of dollars and she know damn well she ain't getting it back. In fact,
fact, I can't prove it 100%, but if I had to bet my life on it, I would bet that you had one of our mutual friends ask me for bread and it got back to your hands. She actually brought me back to that time and space, now I'm talking directly to her. But the moral of the story is, no matter what you do, karma always gonna catch up with you. You abused your power, you was an assistant manager, you should have been a cool assistant manager, you should have been respectful, you wasn't, you was disrespectful, and karma came to smack you in your jaw. I hope you smartened up and changed your evil ways, because for the time that I was in the branch, after she had left, the energy in the branch was so much more calm, everybody was so much more at ease with work, and that's hard. You're a manager, you shouldn't be bringing negative bad energy into the workplace. When you leave and everybody feels so much better, that speaks ill and bad on you, for real. Now, if any of my listeners got any horror stories like that with horrible managers or bad energy having co-workers, like I said, hit me up in the DMs, let me know, at Limitless underscore E. And if you want, I may discuss it on one of my upcoming episodes, because I know damn well there are a lot of people like her that exist miserable in their own life so they try to make everybody else's life a living hell and it's a damn shame enjoy this wheezy f i'll be right back i hate gossip and i don't walk around looking for it you know but yesterday it seemed to just wander around until it found me you know like gossip found me then why don't you try proving how you don't know how to prove it well what you just do is On a nigga that is a weak emotion, the lady of a nigga. And you could get tipped like you're waiting on a nigga. Put a body bag in the apron on the nigga. I give my all behind the mic, but you can never see if you sit behind the light. You don't have to pick me to win the title fight, but I'ma wear that championship belt so tight. And if I'm wrong, there is no right. And if I'm wrong, there is no white. I'm trying to be polite, but you bitches in my hair like the fucking polite. My flow is rare, these other rappers nice, these other rappers bark, some of them even bite, but I'm much more bright, I give the game sight, so before you dim the light, you just might, might wanna... Something else I learned is that the grass is not always greener on the other side. So I'm at a new spot thinking everything is going to be okay. This bank ain't as serious as the other one. It's a little bit more laid back when it comes to just everything. So I'm like, ah, man, it's going to be a pretty chill spot. Boy, was I wrong. The head teller at this spot was moving like she was the actual manager. And the actual manager was allowing it to happen. At this spot, in the beginning stages, I was just part-time, so I'd come in from 2 p.m. to 6, and I'd literally come in there, say hello, and that's about it. Mind my business, look out the window, do my drive-through transactions. I wouldn't speak to nobody. They ain't have no cell phone rules at the time. So they was in their cell phones, I'd be in mine, I'd take care of customers, smile and wave at them out the window, right back to my cell phone, minding my business, not engaging in none of the nonsense that's going on behind me. I was the only dude back there. I have nothing in common with them. I'm sitting there thinking about sports. They talking about Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, yeah, thank God I got my cell phone. So as I said earlier, I'm rarely ever late. So I wanted some Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but I didn't have time to get it or else I would have been late. So I came straight to work. And when I got there, I said to the head teller, hey, do you mind if in an hour or so I go down the street to Dunkin' Donuts to grab a quick small coffee? I'll be right back. 
she going to tell me, nah, you can't leave on a bank's time because if something happens to you while you're out there, the bank will be responsible for that and we can't take that chance. I'm like, excuse me? I don't think that's true. And she was younger than me with no bank experience. So I was really disappointed that I had to answer to her. But just like the last witch that was abusing her power, wait till you hear how karma caught this one. I ain't even go back and forth with it because it would have been a losing battle with her. At the time, I had three jobs, like literally three jobs. I was working like a, yeah, never mind. But yeah, I had three jobs. So I got off the other job at eight o'clock in the morning. And whatever time I got home, I slept from that time till about one o'clock. So when I woke up, I still needed that coffee to give me that boost for my two to six shift. But it's cool. It was expected. As I said, I wasn't trying to be too friendly with them. I didn't give a damn about any of them behind there. So I can understand her not wanting to extend the courtesy of allowing me to go. That's cool. That's cool. But the following things that happened was not cool. So this bank was right next to a little shopping plaza. It had a pizzeria, a barber shop and a recently just built brand spanking new convenience store. Now this spot opened up about a month after she declined my request to go to Dunkin' Donuts and she would always go back and forth to the store every about hour getting potato chips, coffee, candy, just whenever she wanted she would just leave, go literally 10 feet away right to the convenience store, get a bunch of things and then come back like it was cool and she actually said to me, Hey, listen, I know you're probably thinking about what I said to you about the Dunkin' Donuts thing, but it's okay. I asked management. It's right next door, so they said I can go. I said, no problem. No worries. It's okay with me. She be back and forth at that store every hour. She also wanted to flirt with the barbers that was next door, too. I gave her even more of a reason to go back and forth. And she always would make a list of what the girls wanted, and then she'd go and pick it up, come right back. One day, she asked me if I wanted something. I said, nah, I'm good, because I'm real particular about how I like my coffee. Plus, if me and you ain't cool, please don't you dare ask to make me food or pick up food for me. Do I look like an idiot? So I said, nah, I'm good. I don't want anything. Thank you. So when she comes back, the moment she comes back, I say, good, you're back. I'm going to go grab my coffee now. King Petty that I am, I made my coffee, took my time with it, stepped over to the barbershop, dapped him up, had a quick little two-minute conversation with him. He was like, damn, man, they let you come out? I said, they ain't got a damn choice. They ain't about to let her do what she want to do, and I can't do what I want to do. You know what I mean? So I came back in there drinking my coffee like, hmm, this is good. All their faces was red, but nobody in there could say anything. Not even the manager who was sitting right there allowing everything to unfold without opening his mouth before it even got to this point. They hated me for that. So the next day I come in as usual at 2 o'clock. As soon as I settled in at like 2.03, the head teller was like, now that you're here, the entire staff is here. We need to have a quick branch meeting. There's a couple of things that will be changing. Effective immediately, no more cell phones on the floor. We can't have that. That's a distraction to the customers. And it's not fair to the customers that we're looking at our cell phones when they need our help. Cool. I can understand that. Good job. Also said, effective immediately, nobody can go to the store anymore. Not even me. We're on the bank's time. We can only go to the stores on our lunch break. I'm a thousand percent cool with that. As long as everybody follows those rules, I'm cool with it. Of course, they're going to make up the cell phone rule because that was my only source of entertainment I had. And she definitely didn't like the fact that I walked out and went to the store right after her. So pretty much that wasn't a branch meeting. That was a Eric meeting. The day after that, I come to work and all of them got newspapers now. No cell phones, but they all holding newspapers and they're not even properly folded. They're all holding big ass newspapers up to their face and fake laughing at them saying, oh, look at this, look at that. One of the tellers was a grown woman. She didn't engage much in the immature, petty behavior that they were displaying, but I'm King Petty. So what did I do? 
the day after that, before I came to work, I made sure I got me a newspaper. Then I come in, and just like them, I'm holding a big-ass newspaper up to my face, and I'm fake laughing at the dumb stuff that's inside the newspaper that I actually wasn't reading, but I was just wanted to be on a level of petty as them. So what does the head teller do? She then goes back and says, you know what? We got to have another meeting because we actually can't have newspapers out either. So I actually started going to the barber right next door. I tell him about the nonsense that's going on. And he was like, damn, they made them rules up just for you? That's crazy. But it kind of makes sense now. Because in the mornings, all they do is chase each other around the parking lot. And then once you come in, I don't see them anymore. So they probably just made up that rule, you know, just for you. But trust me, every single morning, they're running back and forth to the store. And they're even chasing each other around the parking lot, right in front of the barber shop. So those rules are definitely only for you. And I couldn't do nothing about it. And it's not like the manager was going to actually do his job and manage. He actually had a little thing for the head teller. So what chance do I have? Zero. So that newspaper nonsense only lasted for two days because I put an end to it quick when I came in with my own thing. So what they actually did was said, we can use our cell phones, but when the customers come, just put them away. And I'm like, yeah, that's more like it. But that going right next door to the store thing. They did it that fast. They did not want me going out and chopping it up with the barber next door and then coming back and not saying a word to any of them. But I was cool with it because it's kind of like I made them respect me too. Like you can make up whatever rules you want and you can do whatever you want while I'm gone. But while I'm here two to six, you're going to adhere to every single rule that you made. So this branch was kind of unique in the sense that the way it was built, it was definitely had the layout of a house. You know, it had an upstairs and the downstairs, and it had a windows like a house would have. You can park behind the branch, or you can park on the sidewalk in front of the branch. The only thing is, if you had to open, and one of you is parked behind the branch, and then the other one pulls up after that person, and is parked on the sidewalk, then you're not going to know that the other one is there, and that may cause some confusion, which I understand. In the banking world, you always got to open with two people for obvious reasons. So, with my luck, we were the two people that had to open, she was parked in the back. I was parked in the front. She didn't know that. So when she came from around the front because it was time to open and she didn't see anybody else there, she was coming around the front just to see if somebody was already parked in the front. So she looks and she glares into my car and she makes eye contact with me and she just really, really, really angrily shakes her head at me. And I just start laughing right in her face because I'm like, I know she's going to try something when I come in here. So by the time she finished doing what she had to do to come open the door, the other girl had already pulled up and she walked inside the branch before me. So as I'm coming into the branch, the two of them are talking. So I knock on the door. They let me in. I start walking towards the back. And then she says, hey, Eric. And I'm like, yes. And with this nasty attitude, she says, next time you park in the front, you're going to have to call me to let me know. I was in the back waiting. I didn't know you were here. <laughs> I told this little hairball, watch who the hell you talking to. I'm not one of your homies. Talk to me with respect or don't talk to me at all. And we can let the real boss know about this too if you want to. But you ain't going to disrespect me. She literally didn't speak to me for the rest of the day. And that's the exact way I wanted to go down. People get management and supervisor positions and lose their mind. Nah, come back to reality. It's better over here. And I already knew what was going to happen. So I got ahead of it. I called the manager and I told him I appreciate it if he called me as soon as possible because we need to speak about something. He never returned my phone call until Monday when I got to work. 
Then him and the head teller called me upstairs to have a meeting. Before the meeting even started, I asked him, Hey, did you get my phone call? I left a message on your voicemail asking you to call me. You didn't get that message? Of course he said no because he called the head teller first, got her side of the story, and didn't even want to do the managerial thing and get my side of the story. He completely jumped on her side. So the three of us in the meeting, and he says, Hey, I heard about what happened over the weekend. That's unacceptable. We can't have things like this going on. We need more organization and branch. By the way, I never told you you can park in the front. He looked me dead in my face and said to me, I never told you you can park in the front. I said to him, I didn't know I needed permission to park in the front. Everybody parks in the front when there's an open space there. I didn't know I needed permission from you. He said, well, now you do. And like I said, I never told you you can park in the front. So moving forward, you have to park in the back. Do you understand me? I was thrown off. I'm like, yeah, I got you. I'll park in the back from now on. Then he said, when he's not here, she's the manager, so I should address her as such. I'm thinking to myself, what the hell did I get myself into? I am not going to last long in this place. So I hit up HR to let them know about the nonsense that was going on. And they asked me, is anybody else a witness to any of this? Can somebody else corroborate these things that I'm saying are happening in the branch? I'm like, of course. The OG lady that was in there said that she knows and she sees how they treat me and she doesn't believe it's right. And she can't understand why they're doing it. They're probably doing it because they're little girls and they're jealous and they want attention. I'm like, you're absolutely right. So I didn't even tell her that I was giving her name to HR, but I did. About a week later, HR came and they asked her to go upstairs. Nobody knew what was going on except me. I knew exactly why they came in and asked her to come upstairs because they wanted to get her side of the story and her point of view on what she saw on how they were treating me. The petty ass head teller just loved drama and chaos. So she's all smiling like, oh, wow, I wonder what she did. I hope she's not in trouble with the huge smile on her face, real sarcastic like. And I'm like, she don't even know. So about maybe 10 minutes later, OG come downstairs and she says, Eric and such and such, they want to see you now. Smile went right off homegirl face and she turned red. And then I sarcastically said, gee, I wonder what they want from the two of us. Ugh. So we go up there and it's the HR rep who is cool as hell, the manager who was a coward, the head teller who was not a nice person, and me. So the four of us, we go up there and we just put everything out on the table. I'm telling them about how I feel I've been treated unfairly and she's trying to make a case as to why and trying to say I'm imagining things. The HR rep is like, no, if what he's saying is true, then you guys are treating him unfairly. Since that coward ass manager wanted to let her be big homie too, I put him on front street. I told the HR rep about how he told me I couldn't park in the front. She said, say that one more time. I said, this, this manager sitting right here to my right told me, but I can't park my car in the front of the bank. She looked at him and said, is that true? He said, yes, but before he could get another word out, she said, that's bullshit. And I laughed and I said, you're right. That is bullshit. And he told me that bullshit. Now he's turning red, but he can't say a damn thing because he know what he said and he know he was wrong. So the HR rep said, this is complete chaos. A branch should not be run this way. Homeboy, she said to the manager, I'm not going to say his name. She said, homeboy, you need to get hold of your branch and run this ship correctly. Eric, would you like to be transferred out? Because of all of this that happened, I will put in a transfer and get you out of here immediately. Or you can accept their apologies and continue to work here because I'm pretty sure you won't have any issues with them again. Will he? To the both of them. And they both said no. So I said to the HR rep, I said, you know what? 
I do accept the apologies. And this manager right here hired me, and I do want to continue to work under him and hopefully get that promotion that we spoke about in the interview. Boy, was that a dumb move on my part. They were respectful for about a week, but I'm pretty sure my manager did not like the fact that I put him on front street like that. So when I reminded him that I wanted the promotion to become a banker, he said, yeah, we can't do that at this time. There's some things you have to do as a teller first before I can promote you to the other side. And I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. And then out of nowhere, the head teller started going to training to become a banker. Out of nowhere, the clear blue sky, she never mentioned once she wanted to become a banker, but I felt like she was being petty and she knew she had the manager wrapped around her finger. So she got him to sign her up for banker training and she started going to training and coming back to work bragging about it to the other girls so I can hear it. I'm like, word, okay. And I just had to stick it out, right? Got into one more issue with another person in that branch and I said, I called HR and I said, I need to get out of here now. She granted my transfer. I left that branch. I said, adios. I didn't want to be around them anymore. I went to another branch at the same position as a teller. But as long as I was out of there, I did not care. So while I'm in my new branch, I'm chilling. It was right down the street from where I lived in Newark, not North Arlington. It was less weirdos in this branch than the other one. So everything is cool. And on the bank internal website, there's always recognitions of branches and bankers and tellers that do good jobs and get recognized through customer letters. So one branch got recognized and it said, we want to send a special thank you to the such and such branch for having excellent customer service. And I look a little closer and it's my ex-head teller, the evil witch. She was being recognized as a great banker. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. This witch don't got her promotion to the banker side, you know? So, of course, I still wanted to be a banker and I'm trying my best to get it. And I'm getting the empty promises. I never got sent to an official training, but I was being trained internally by the assistant manager at that branch. So that was cool. But they never actually sent me to real official banker training. So I'm like, damn, evil wins again. She got her promotion. Meanwhile, I'm getting strung along here, right? But as I said, karma caught up with her too. Guess where she's at now? Locked up. They won't let me down. Ugh. EM Correctional Facility for Women. For what you ask? Theft by unlawful taking. This idiot was taking the customer's account information, opening up accounts for her friends and her family members, and transferring account holders' money into her friends' and family's accounts and thought it would catch up with him. Are you dumb? Not only did she do this under her own profile like an idiot, she did it on somebody else's profile and almost got that person in trouble too. <laughs> that is a damn shame. But they were watching her the entire time. They were just waiting until she built up to a certain amount so they could have enough to get her. And they got her. Now she ain't murked nobody so she ain't gonna be in there for too long. But hopefully she learned her lesson and when she come out, you know, she'll be a better person and treat people differently. And to the manager that hired her, I hope you feel like crap, homie. Now I'm sitting here looking at homegirl mugshot and I was thinking to myself, I should make this the cover art of my podcast, but I'm not gonna do that. That would be horrible and I'm not a horrible person. I'm not even gonna give out homegirl SBI number, but trust me when I tell you, she's locked away. But this happened a few years ago. She might have gotten released. It was her first offense. But um, if you are released, homie, and you listening to this, how you doing? Do you like my podcast? 
By the way, if you wanted to steal shit and get away with it and do no jail time, you should have hit me up. I know a guy. Ugh. That's pretty much it, man. More the story. Don't be an asshole. Karma does exist, and it comes for everybody. Now, out of the minimum respect I have for the both of you, I didn't say either one of your names. You're welcome. Now, as I said in the very beginning of this podcast, the Power Recap and Reaction Show will continue once the show resumes. I will absolutely be releasing non-power-related content, which will be me-related content. And please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button so whenever I release a new episode, you will be notified and hopefully entertained or informed, depending on what I feel like talking about on that particular episode. And as always, don't forget. Do you have a problem? Turn off your station. Otherwise, hit me on the gram at Limitless underscore E. I would love to hear your thoughts. My Twitter is the exact same thing. Limitless underscore E. Thank you for listening. If you would like to, you can contact the podcast at limitlessepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Peace out.